Hello and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the debut album from Washington, D.C. trio Flasher called Constant Image, and it starts out with a song called Go. been looking forward to flash was one of the bands that really excited me when i heard them on the south by southwest playlists and then we saw them and they just had this tremendous energy and i put them on my list of the bands that i was most excited about having seen and then this album coming out they are out of the dc punk scene and i think they had an ep that came out last year which had a little more of a straight punk sound and had a lot of kind of odd sounds that were just guitar processed through effects pedals and here they're just starting off with this very synthetic blast of noise before then fading into a more traditional sound there and it's just so high energy even though it's also a bit nihilistic having that first lyric being doing drugs at midnight it's uh, it's both high energy and kind of depressing yeah i i feel like this is the sound of a, a group of people who are kind of young and working in an urban area and just kind of living day-to-day at dead-end jobs and making music on the side but using that to express their angst and also their joy and it sounds like this this record has a sound of sort of compressed energy it's very taut and short and it just packs a lot in and there's a lot of feeling that creates kind of an anxious feeling but also one that is energizing yeah it is it is weird to listen to and as i said it's just yeah high energy and yet kind of this darkness that's very close to the surface especially on this track even as it's telling you go and i like that it has that kind of fake out where it just abruptly stops and then picks up again and that was odd and then the song just ends exactly the same way of just abruptly dropping out before coming into the next one and it's just putting you in this high energy mode putting you on edge at the same time getting you ready to party, making you feel uneasy. And it's really just this exciting, like, hey, this is our first album and we're going to do cool stuff with it. So, and as I said, it drops abruptly and then we go right into the next track. It's called Pressure. It's one of the singles. Thinking through into you, bending in unison, can't 
has such a great new wave sound and i feel like it wouldn't be out of place on a record from like the late 80s if it were a little bit more synthy and a little less guitar rocky but with all the hand claps and then the little there's like a little chiming high synth line that comes in and there's a lot of little touches that that i think you know the layered production on this whole record add a lot that there's kind of these little things yeah well i think it, it really made sense to have as one of the singles precisely because it features i think there's sort of two parts of the sound that they bring together because it has that very 80s ish with the synth line and the hand claps and other super just fake sounding drums mm-hmm. that are just processed and or just electronic to begin with and then and that's how it starts and it also has this very kind of poppy guitar line that's just kind of up and down and up and down and it sort of I think really gets you into this notion of being kind of stuck because it's not it doesn't feel like it's going anywhere and they do employ the very just like verse pre-chorus verse pre-chorus and the name of the song pressure is in the pre-chorus so you almost think it's the chorus and but then the real chorus explodes and it just goes from what was that very new wavy to to me what feels like a very aughts kind of post-punk sound with these really intricate and kind of just repeating guitar lines that are just very high energy and kind of put me both in it again that's sort of the the prevailing theme of the album for me is just how much i feel amped up and completely excited and depressed at the same time and (laughs) guitar lines do that for me and i think the other thing that it really highlights is that all three members of the band are singing and so you've got i guess it's taylor mullitz on guitar uh, emma baker on drums and daniel saperstein on bass and they're just a tight they a tight group. They've all been in other bands, even though they've known each other for a really long time. And this is like they've gotten together after these other bands, and they all have these very different voices, and they play so well together to give it just. I think no one of them has that amazing a voice, but to hear it's just so powerful in that chorus. Which kept making me ask the question: Where who is playing the synths? I kind of they're playing the Red Shot Star this <laughs> month, and I almost want to go just to see that because you know I mentioned that when I listened to the stuff off the EP and it had these very synthy sounds and I saw them live at Southwest, Austin. Southwest, yeah. yeah. And there it was just guitars with a lot of effects. So yeah, I and I feel like go that way. because, you know, I hadn't listened to them very much before we saw them at South By and I thought they had a much more garage rocky sound than comes across on this record. So maybe it's... Yeah, they're well, they're moving in that direction that they're coming out of a very punk tradition and then embracing this. I guess they went... Is, you know the EP was self-produced and now they've gone with this producer who's worked with a number of bigger acts and I don't have written down right now including either. Animal Collective and the War on Drugs thank you for remembering the other which which I definitely out. like kind of hear that sound or that production style in this record yeah so it's it's just it's really fun to see that kind of do-it-yourself style combined mm-hmm. with that polish 
and it gets i think even more kind of poppy and intense and philosophical and the next track we'll play is called material things that struck me about this band when we saw them was how much each how full each member's participation was and they really do kind of function as a unit there are three of them but they're all singing a lot of the time and they're all very interconnected in the way they produce the sound which is it's it's just interesting to see and it's really it speaks to the fact that they've known each other for a long time and you can tell. And even if you look on the record credits, they have each of them individually is credited credited as group member, which I think is funny. And then Flasher is credited as the primary artist. Yeah, they are clearly dedicated to being a team. And yeah, just the, with that chorus where it's just the wall of vocals. And, I, you know, going to a show on a Tuesday really sucks. But I kind of just, if just to see them unleash those voices together mm-hmm. it's all i think it's worth it and it's the rickshaw stuff which is a great venue um but yeah here they're just the energy is so high and i just i really like where there's just kind of this refrain and it's like touch the visible touch or touch the physical touch the liminal but like tra- like tricked by the visible and that's the very kind of existentialist take on like mind is material but you can't trust your eyes and it's i i you know it's very 20 something <laughs> philosophy but it's it's they're really tackling it in a f- fun way yeah you know? the lyrics are very oblique and that always kind of drives me crazy when they're a little bit too too opaque to parse but i i think it's right for their sound yeah and they're super evocative and their stuff like later in the song is great like laughter is a misery afterglow and history twisted me, which is just a nice kind of internal rhyme. And yeah, that there, there's a playfulness here that I think diffuses a little of the self-importance because they're, oh, we're tackling big issues, but it's never not fun and it's never not danceable. Yeah, there's a, a couple of different interviews that I read with them where they're kind of 
positing this record as a way as being about breaking down constructs and having these big philosophical ideas but I don't think that actually comes across in the music I really enjoyed it but I think it's more of a it the feeling comes more across in the music and the the sense of it and the emotion that it creates rather than in the lyrics and I I don't think it kind of tackles any of the big questions in that way I think it uh, my take on this is that, yeah, they, these were the ideas they were thinking about and were inspired by, and mm-hmm. they're not really explicitly in all the tracks. But I think this is one where, to the extent that I understand the lyrics, I feel like they are tackling those sorts of issues mm-hmm. of, you know, trying to come to terms with the nature of the world and their place in it, and which is exactly what three kids in their mid thirties or mid twenties, excuse me, should be doing. Do you know how old they are? Is that I think it's guess? twenty. Two of them are twenty six, and the third is twenty seven. That sounds about right. So yeah, it's. A, about right. So uh, I think this sort of very high energy poppy sound uh, carries through into the middle of this album on the next track. It's called XYZ. that track material which i felt was very kind of philosophical this track is i think similarly being kind of playful but engaging with kind of the weirdness of modern life because there's all this weird thing like getting a cold call from a foreign country cold call from myanmar maybe i'll make a friend yeah exactly it's this very just playful take on kind of the absurdities of kind of this modern internet age where and how we're interconnected, but in just ways that are all about commerce, this entire, well, on a scale of one to 10, rate your experience. Mm-hmm. And one of the lines I also really like is violate your terms of service. Yeah, that how absurd this sort of commercial structures are being imposed on our life and that the way that, you know, modern technology you know, the internet was supposed to be this amazing, liberating experience. And these are the kids who kind of grew up right I mean, they grew up in the 90s. Yeah. And so right when this, their child, children of the 90s, and it, they probably were little kids when it was still kind of this optimism and they've seen just it kind of curdle into this corporate controlled gross thing. Yeah, I mean, I definitely, if you want, if, if I wanted to try and read a lot into this record, it definitely has the sound of youths growing up amid late stage capitalism and the fact that they're like in their 20s living in a big city and working like service jobs and... At Comet Ping Pong. Yeah, yeah, and working at Comet Ping Pong, which was the source of a really crazy right-wing conspiracy like really fringe 
Yeah, MG. it's it's the re- pizza restaurant that doesn't have a basement. Yeah, and actually, uh, uh, not to like go down this road too far, but I did read an interview with one of them where, and I didn't really know anything about this, but the fact that it's a place that employs a lot of like queer LGBT kids and so they think that's why it was targeted for the crazies but anyway but it's it's nice to learn about the positive community that comes out of that that it's a that they're they're really supporting each other and supporting these sorts of yeah it actually sounded like a really cool place to work yeah exactly so i'm glad that let's we can have a chance to focus on that positive even though it's just kind of that weirdness but anyways but it (laughs) it, but it does I, i think this record comes across as the sound of kind of living in this world where the deck is stacked against you and you're just kind of getting through the day-to-day and trying to find lightness and joy in it in a in a city where it's sort of i I, it must just be an insane place to live right now and having to live with everything that's going on in the federal government i (laughs) I think that kind of comes across in the sound of this record yeah and i I like i like that it's not too explicit and i think that they're trying to get to more universal themes and i think we continue in that trend and I think I think moving a little away from the synth and a little more to more of a rock sound on this next track it's called Who's Got Time opaque lyrics my understanding is that this was supposed to be this is a song about a relationship kind of falling apart and then hanging on too long and I didn't get that at all I really like this song I think it's probably I, I keep every time we play one and then talk about it I think that that's my favorite song on the record but I really do think this is my favorite one it's so catchy and that synth line is yeah I, I, f- I forgot that it starts off as a more traditional rock but then over the course of the album that or of the course of the song rather that synth really becomes super dominant mm-hmm. but I th- you know, I think there's some lyrics here that are pretty clear. I like this notion of, I, I really like actually that in the first verse, there's this lyric of all the things we never do but could mm-hmm. is such a kind of encapsulation of being kind of unsatisfied, but you're like, but there's that potential. Mm-hmm. And then I really appreciate how what we hear there was kind of this, the closest thing to a bridge. This band doesn't really do bridges because these songs are so compact, mm-hmm. but here they kind of recapitulate that first verse. And I really appreciate that. There's this like take a break from the ache and push the feeling away, but all the things we never do but should. Mm-hmm. So that that first one is like embracing the potential, 
And then here we're going to later in the song kind of realizing, yeah, there's that potential, but we don't aren't embracing it. And that's the problem. Yeah. And so I, I think there is a lot of obliqueness here and there's like pulling a shadow from my, I don't even know the, the it's, uh, but <laughs> no, the lyrics are very oblique, but I think uh-huh. that fundamental duality of all the things we never do, but could, and then all the things we never do, but should, I think yeah. it's, it's very compact, but it gets to that heart of, you have to see what the reality is, not what the potential is. Mm-hmm. And that's part of growing up. And I think the this song in particular really highlights how great the drummer is, Emma Baker. She just is so tight and just really there's a lot of stops and starts and a lot of ways. I think part of what makes this album feel tense and uh, kind of like a coiled spring is the way that it'll like burst into sound and then stop really quickly and then start again. And she really controls the tempo in a yeah, deft she, way. She's really re- has this kind of refreshing touch where it's super tight, but she's willing to kind of pause and shift the rhythm abruptly in ways that feel organic, adding in all sorts of different kind of shaker sounds and very synthetic drum sounds. And it mm-hmm. never feels forced. And yet it's so creative. She's a very impressive drummer. I also like the fact that this song, I think, is the only one that has an acoustic guitar, an acoustic sounding guitar on it. And I think that adds a lot. But it also makes it sound very new wavy and very kind of throwaway. Well, yeah. The, well, yeah. The contrast between the very organic guitar sound and then the very 80s synth that's just slathered on top over yeah. the back half of the song. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the production on this record is excellent, and it really adds a lot to what I think is the sound that they brought to the table. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that's shocking that this is their first full-length, really produced album. Mm-hmm. I guess they did the EP very DIY, got signed to Domino Records, mm-hmm. got and then said, no, we're going to go with a producer and really make this, just knock this thing out of the park. Mm-hmm. And it's really exciting, and they are able to do just these weird touches though because after all of this very poppy song it just ends in this weird sound Mm -hmm. that's almost like the song just explodes (laughs) there's a lot of really and yeah what what we played there was we played it until the end and there are a lot of just really small touches that make this album every time i listen to it i pick up more things and it just really holds your attention and makes the sound so much richer and more interesting than i think it could have been if they had just done it in a diy recording situation yeah and so here we're as we approach the tail end of the album the next song we're going to play is actually the first single off this album so it's was the the song they chose to put forward to say this is the sound we're going for this is the direction we're moving in and it's called skim milk
this song, I am really not sure what the heck this is about. The title is very oblique. The lyrics are hard to make out. The also, cor- if you're if you're playing a drinking game where you drink every time we say oblique in this podcast, you're now dead. Yeah, so don't play drinking games with our podcast. We do not advocate that. Uh, it's such a good word, though. Mm-hmm. Can use it instead of delineate. Mm-hmm. But as far as I, cause it's even the chorus, just I think is just shouting over and over again, like as though, as though, as though, mm-hmm. the end, the end, the end. And then I think something about his fate, and it's just I don't know what's going on here, but it's so catchy and exciting, and I don't need all the lyrics to make complete sense. Like I think when the you have artists who are confident that they don't have to make sense i think they have a lot of really clever lyrics i could have spent a lot of this podcast and be glad i didn't talking about the individual great lyrical lines here but throughout the record there's just a tremendous degree of creativity on that front they're super tight i really enjoy here uh as we go into that chorus where just they just go for such a sludgy guitar sound and that I think most of the record is pretty restrained, but it's really fun to just hear them bring that out. It's like, yeah, well, here's the big guns and rah. Yeah. And it's just. Wait, how does it go? Rah. <laughs> I think this whole album, I it's really inventive. And I like the fact that the kids today are still making music that is kind of doesn't fall into any genre cliches and can sound a little throwbacky, but also modern. And it really has a sound that's crosses it it just it doesn't feel like i can fit it into a box and that seems it it made me happy to listen to this record yeah it's that is the takeaway and i I kept talking about early on how oh i feel kind of at unease and this is a an album that i think looks at the world and says yeah there's darkness and confusion and uncertainty but you can still dance Mm -hmm. and they are making music that is dark and heavy and kind of scary, mostly up tempo. Uh, We, we skipped a couple of songs that are still okay, but have a much slower and maybe a little less engaging take on their sound, but they are able to mix it up a little bit, but it's mostly just an up tempo, very high energy. And it's, I think I come away from this saying, yeah, the world has problems, but you can still be young. You can still be idealistic. You can still fight. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this whole record gave me a sense of, or gave me the same kind of feeling as the Talking Heads song "Life During Wartime," and it's like, yeah, this ain't no disco. Like the the, there's a lot going wrong in the world today, and it, and there's that underlying sense of anxiety and sort of compressed, that the compressed energy that comes from that anxiety and from feeling kind of trapped by a world that's spinning out of control, but at the same time finding joy in the little moments and like, you know, Hey, we've still got some records to play and you know, it, it, it's, it's finding, finding your way in dark times in a way that doesn't let despair take you over. Yeah. That the, the alternative, the, the way to battle despair is be angry, but also be joyful. And I think they are bringing a lot to the table of both of those. And it's a pretty great combination. Uh- I think it's telling, too, that the last song on the record, which is the one that we'll go out with, is called Business Unusual. And it's the only song on here that is explicitly political. And I I assume it's about police violence. And it's kind of like you were a man and now you're a boy in blue. And 
what is you know it, it's basically like the police persecution complex and it, and it's the only one that you can explicitly read as being at, about contemporary events and i think it putting it here at the end makes it more explicit that it's intentional that they're not really addressing anything directly again it is oblique in <laughs> lyrics but it's kind of conveying a sense of just th- that these are the times that we're in and there's a lot of fear and anxiety built up in that but it's not kind of explicitly addressing any one thing yeah they're they're an exciting new band the usual suspects of different music journalists seem to be pretty excited i'm excited and they're still small enough though that you can see them at the rickshaw stop they're playing july 17th and i i gotta just get the tickets like it's a tuesday but who cares they're great so we'll go out with that last track business unusual You've been listening to For the Record, and we've been discussing Flasher's debut album, Constant Image. Thanks for listening.